gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh Phoenix, and today we got a lot to talk about. The draft, by the way, guys, is a week away. It's seven days away, right? No, six. Yeah, six. Which is even more terrifying if you think about it. Um, Because we already know about Victor Wemiyama. He's going number one. I'm more intrigued about Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Because I don't know if they're going to go two or three. I project Brandon Miller to go number two and Henderson go number three. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but today, I want to keep it real simple. Like I said on social media, Twitter, I want to talk about what's going on with Zion Williamson. Like, what in the world is going on? I want to talk about the Brad Peel situation, the uh, Zach Levine situation, the Fred Van Vliet situation, and then I want to... Just keep trying to poke around about Damian Lillard, the Phoenix Suns, just anything that relates to the draft. Because there's going to be special draft coverage and all types of good stuff along those lines. Remember, the draft is on a Thursday, so I'm going to be running it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And of course, Friday, Saturday being our normal days. Again, guys, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. We are live Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. I am trying out something new because Twitter has been crazy insane, like in a good way. Four courts I heat. I am now just going to be putting my podcast on there as well. So if you guys come here from Twitter for the first time, thanks for stopping by. If you're here on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, whatever it has to be, uh, tune in, does not matter, Spotify, we are everywhere. So, so thankful for you guys to be a part of this journey. I'm still trying to figure out the NBA as I go because it's always changing. Something is always changing in the NBA, but one thing that never changes is my social media usage, and that comes from courtside heat from Twitter. Just go to Twitter, guys. That's where I'm mostly active at. And yeah, we're gonna have a pretty good time. I've been running many, many polls. Um real quick, I'm gonna run through some polls because this pertains to the draft. This pertains to Brad Beal, to any team. This just pertains to the upcoming week. Um one poll that I saw was very interesting was the Miles Bridges poll because Big Boy here finally turned back on his replies. So what I've been wanting to do with you guys, I've just been wanting to engage the community more. I just want to engage with you guys. So I'm dropping down these polls and I saw that and I asked you guys a simple question. Should Miles Bridges be allowed to play in the NBA again? I had yes, no, he should be in prison, he's fine. Um, majority of you guys said yes. 43 per- 44% said yes. 32% said he should be in prison. 20% said no. And 4% said he's fine. Who are these 48 percenters? Like, who are these people? Legit, who are these people? They're saying, and I'm not going to relive the Miles Bridges, but... And I get that we're going to have different views on this. I, I'm i against men hitting women and traumatizing children. But for some, they may have a, a sick feeling on it. Whatever. 
I'm not going to comment on that, but I found that very interesting. And I really do like some of the responses that are coming out of this that have been generated from my tweet, from this poll. I just want to put a healthy engagement out there, but I'm just trying to put out feelers on how you guys feel. Because that just tells me a lot where the NBA community's at, where NBA Twitter's at, and then where I'm going to be going next with my topics. But moving away from that piece of trash, I wanted to, I wanted to see about Screw Henderson because we all saw the video posted, um, I believe by Screw Henderson, by yeah, I believe by Screw Henderson, but it was repost reposted by NBA TV at NBA TV on Twitter, and it showed Screw Henderson working out with Stephen Curry ahead of the NBA draft. And a lot of you guys asked the question, where is Scoot Harrison going to land? 46% of y'all said the Blazers. They have the third overall pick. 40% um, of y'all said the Hornets. They have the second overall pick. 4% um, of y'all legit said he's going to go to the Spurs with the first overall pick. And then 10% of y'all said 4th and beyond. So I don't know if you guys are thinking that it's going to be like one of the Thompson brothers. It's going to be like a Cam Whitmore situation. I don't know where you guys are lining up. I, I have no idea why people are saying 4th and beyond. Maybe they view... Maybe they just view Ahmed Thompson differently. Maybe they view Cam Whitmore. Maybe people like Walker's better. I, I don't know. That'd be really funny if someone, like, DM'd me or comment saying, oh, Taylor Hendricks. I like Taylor, Taylor Hendricks. He's going to go top top 7, top 10 easily. But to say he's better than Scoot Henderson is probably a stretch in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. This is where I'm at. And, of course, I've had things about Nikhil Jokic. Nuggets, I'm going to get to that, Brad Beal, of course, I'm going to begin to that, but I found that very, very interesting. Now, another one I found very interesting, that I really wanted to gauge because I believe there is a difference between fit and talent. Like, who's more talented? Who's the better fit? And I asked, who would be the better fit for the Hornets? Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? And this personally shocked me. This personally shocked me. 61% of y'all said Henderson. 30% said Miller. Then 9% of y'all said either is fine. This one actually confuses me. It, it does and it doesn't. Let me explain. Henderson, to me, he's going to be ball dominant. Lamella balls are ball dominant. dominant. Oh, I can't speak. Ball dominant. Brennan Miller would fit. But, Scoot Henderson's the better player. Scoot Henderson is far better. And should they pick Scoot off of talent? Um, absolutely, absolutely, um, but if you're going off a of fit, if you're going off a of fit, I think you have to take Brandon Miller, and you guys catch this on CourtsAheat.com where I wrote the lottery, uh, the mock draft for the lottery. Because I, I felt as though, instead of me covering the entire first round in depth, and no disrespect to the other 16 teams and players that are involved, I, ra I just wanted to cover the lottery because this lottery, talent-wise, and the type of potential they have, this is looking like the Luka Doncic, DeAndre, and draft class. You know that entire 
that you remember the 2018 NBA draft class? I'm I'm looking up right now because I think did Colin Sexton go in that draft class? I I'm trying not to sound like an idiot, but I know <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. went, Trey Young went. Go oh, yeah, Colin Sexton did go number eight to Cleveland. Mikel Shagil Alexander, Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Herter, Grayson Allen, Robert Williams, Gary Trent Jr. went in the second round. I remember that. Jalen Brunson in the second round. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, so. Then, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother went as Mr. Irrelevant. It's whatever. Anthony Melton, yeah. Shake Milton, I remember him. I, I, for whatever reason, I do. He didn't really do anything, but Haboni came, man. He was averaging nine. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But that, oh, Jerry Vanderbilt was also part of this. Man, could you imagine if the Kings draft Luka Doncic? Here's the saying. Here's the saying. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. When you go with fit, and this is why I won the, this is why I brought up the 2018 draft class. Fit supersedes talent. Because I don't think Luka would have worked on the Suns. I don't think Luka would have worked on the Hawks, maybe. But definitely not the Kings. I couldn't see it. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But... I, I'm, I'm going to lean towards he was not the right guy. He was just not the right fit for Sacramento. Was the right fit for Phoenix. And I think the same could be said for Brandon Miller and the Blazers or the Hornets or Scoo Henderson with the Blazers or the Hornets. I find it very interesting. This one simple thing. That we're trying to go for the more talented guy than the more suited guy. And maybe that's just me. I just look at basketball differently. Because there is a clear definition. And both have successful workouts. Pre-draft workouts. And these the scouts are loving them. Loving these two guys from Charlotte. I believe Michael Jordan wants to meet with both these fine gentlemen. Which makes sense. You like to go talk to your next franchise helpie. Right, I was going to say franchise savior, but quote unquote, that's a metal ball. No, the franchise savior is going to be Victor Wamanyama. And I find it very, very exciting for the Spurs. And I'm not really going to get into that today, but because I have tomorrow's podcast as well for Saturday's edition. That's going to be covering the draft more and more. But I wanted to talk about these polls. I just wanted to say that those pre-drafts, Brandon Miller does not even hold a candle. He doesn't even come in close to the talented skill of Scoot Henderson. I honestly do believe that. I don't think Brandon Miller could go one-on-one against Victor Wamiyama like Scoot Henderson did in their two meetings when they had that for the G League. Or just had that two matchups in general. And that's where I was trying to drive at because I understand where a lot of you guys are coming from. And I was the same way till I'm like, hold on, let me, let me break this down. Let me break, let me, just let me, just let me break this down. And it became a lot clearer to me that we need to break it down that way. And that's something that I outlined on courtsheat.com. Go to twitter.com slash courtsheat and you can just click on the link or you just go to my featured section on my website and you guys can have the official lottery mock draft. Where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Let's start with the Kings and Brad Beal. I, I want to start with the Kings and Brad Beal. So Washington wants to make some moves. 
Washington, under new management, wants to make a splash. I don't think they want to bring back Kuzma and Beal and just that entire roster to run it back. Why would you do that? You have new management. So why would you want to run it back? And those are all fine players. I love Kyle Kuzma. I love Brad Bill. I love that team that they have assembled. Kristaps Porzingis. Many people believe that Kristaps Porzingis is going to be going. People, many people believe Kyle Kuzma is going to be going. Maybe to the Phoenix Suns. Many people from Phoenix that I heard of. That I've been reading. Want Kyle Kuzma to be here. Brad Beal, he could be a piece for the Sacramento Kings. But I find this very, very interesting. Because both the Raptors and the War oh not Warriors, I'm sorry, my apologies. The Raptors and the Wizards are exploring the possibility of trading into the top three. You're not gonna get the first overall pick, but either picks two or three. And they're fighting for the rights of either Scoo Henderson or Brandon Miller. And I find it very interesting that they're gauging the trade market for Bradley Beal. I find that very interesting. And I find it more plausible that the Wizards go out and try... To trade with. Sorry. If the Wizards try to go out and trade Brad Beal. To. Because. I think they would make the deal with Portland. But. The but. And this is a big but. I don't think that would work unless you want Brandon Miller. Because if it's true about the reports that are coming out. About Brandon Miller going number three now. Where he was locked at two. I still have him at two. But if you're telling me that from what the Hornets saw. And what they saw in Scoot Henderson. And they're definitely picking it. And picking him at number two. Unless something significant happens, I think you can pull off a significant trade. I am very confident in that. So I'm going to say this now. I think the Wizards can package something together to get the second overall pick. Do you want Brad Beal? Okay. Him LML. Him LML can work. You want a scary backcourt? Him LML. You want someone else? Let's talk. Who would you want to be? Chris Voss Porzingis is considering picking up his $36 million player option with Washington. Would you want to have a signing trade? Because if Porzingis exercises his player option, the Wizards could consider trading him. And I would find that very, very plausible. I could find that very, very plausible. Because now you're saying to the Blazers, look, we'll give up our first rounder. We'll give up Porzingis and Beal if the money works. I'm spitballing with y'all. I'm not saying this is what they have to do to get it done, but I am just speaking. Not trying to speak it into existence, but I'm speaking to you guys of hypotheticals. What if? And the biggest what if right now, to me, would be this. I'm going to get to the Raptors in a second. But you want to give up Beal and Porzingis? Okay. Because Kuzma and Beal... I'm sorry, Kuzma and Porzingis are both the same age. Both are going to be expensive in their own right. But, is Porzingis the better basketball player? Would he compliment? You know what I 
and I know this could be a little silly, but every time I think of Dame Time and Porzingis together, I think of a Marcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. Take that as you will, but that's how I'm looking at it. That's how I'm looking at it. Whether that's something very moronic for me to, pardon me, for me to say, I don't know. But the Wizards have the eighth overall pick, so you give that up. And I'm doing the mark. I'm doing the mark tr uh, trade right now. I'm giving up Porzingis. I'm giving up Beal. I'm coming over to Charlotte, and I'm saying Charlotte, I want your second overall pick. You're probably gonna have to give up someone. So I got an idea. I got I got I got a tremendous idea. You ready? You ready? Maybe trade for Gordon Hayward. You dump him. Because sadly Sadly for them to give up Porzingis and Beal to the horns, for the horns take that, they're gonna have to cut eighty two million. You're gonna have to cut eighty two million. Cause even if you trade Hayward to Washington, you still have to cut forty three million. So maybe you're like, hey, we can't do Christos Porzingis. But are but they're not gonna sacrifice their future just for Brad Beal. And I love Brad Beal, but he's aging. So could you try to say can we get Kyle Kuzma in on that deal? Could that happen? That would work. Would you be willing to give up your eighth overall pick, Kyle Kuzma, Brad Beal, for your second round, for your second overall pick in Goran Hayward? Would you want to do that? Knowing what you know, Goran Hayward's on a massive expiring contract. Would you do that? I I don't think they would. So what's the benefit? What's the benefit for Washington? Now Washington say, look, we're in rebuild mode. We're gonna use that pick and we're gonna get we're gonna get Scoo Henderson or Brandon Mill. Let's just say to go Scoo Henderson. Now we have our guard. Now we have this guard that's not uh Morris. Not that's not that's not Kendrick Nunn. And you build around him. And then you get rid of the 34-year-old Gorn Hayward. Now, what's going to be the kicker for Washington is going to have to compete with the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors have their own mess. And I want you guys to be very, very, very clear. About what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say to you guys. You remember when the NBA trade line was rolling around. And I said to y'all. This was a week. This was two weeks. Y'all can fact check this. Through my podcast. And through other things that I may have mentioned on social media. Or on my site. I said to y'all. That the Raptors were going to implode. They were going to explode from the inside out. I told y'all. I told y'all that it was going to happen at the offseason or the trade deadline. I told y'all that Pascal Siakam was going to get shopped with OJ Anobi. I told you that they were going to most likely be shipped away. I told you Nick Nurse would be gone. I told you that there was going to be some scenery that was going to be changed, renovated, whatever. Now it comes out that the Raptors may or may not trade potential trade candidates Pascal Siakam and OJ Anobi for the coveted top two or top three pick for the second or third overall pick. What have I been saying to you guys this entire time? And a lot of you guys understood a lot of you guys 
were not understanding, and all of you guys were just hating on me because you guys were Toronto Raptors fans. I understand you don't want to impose your entire your entire team, but you're also dealing with the Fred Van Fred Van Vliet situation. And the betting odds of him returning is very slim to none. And I don't believe he is going to return. I think he's going to go look at his options of Phoenix, of Houston, of LA. You just never know. You just never know. So Washington's going to have to compete. Washington's going to have to compete with Toronto. But I don't think Toronto will include both OG and Pascal. That's too much value for the second overall pick. That just is. I, I don't care who you are. That just is. Pascal Siakam's elite. Ogo and Nobi is a very solid player. So, let's say they're going to go with the Hornets. Let's say you really want to make sure you have the option of going for, for Scoot or for Brandon. You got to get the second then. Because now you only have a 50-50 shot against the guy you may want or may not want. And that's a very tough situation after you give up so much. So would you have to give up Pascal? Pascal is on an expiring contract. OG is on a very team-friendly deal. Pascal is going to be gone. You could try to convince OG to stay. But you're going to give up. Pascal, you're going to give up your 13th overall pick. You're going to try to get their second overall pick. And you're probably going to, listen to me, listen to me. You're going to probably trade for Terry Rozier. Would that work? Would that type of deal work? It would. So, I'm just going to say right here, there's no chance. There's no chance that a team like the Hornets would give up their starting point guard, who has been very good on a very team-friendly deal, in my opinion, who's a primary ball handler. Plus, you're giving up your coveted second overall pick for Pascal Siakam and the 13th overall pick. But the 13th overall pick can still be used. And you get our point guard. And you got a metal ball. For the Hornets, this is a very trade-friendly deal towards them. Why would it be for the Raptors? Why? You got your point guard. That's taken care of. You lost Siakam. Hold on. Hold on. You lost him. Yes. But now. Let's say. You keep OG. You got Yaka Pirtle. You got Gary Trent Jr. You got Terry Joe. Say Fred doesn't come back. Say Van Vliet doesn't come back. You're telling me you wouldn't want to replace him with Brandon Miller? I'm not saying he's the same player. I'm not, I'm not even remotely saying he's the same player, talent-wise or anything-wise, as Pascal. But it's very enticing when you see, oh, wait a minute. So now you can have a lineup of Rozier and Nobi, uh, Brandon Miller, Jacoperto, and Trent Jr.? And that's a very, very young lineup. A very, very young lineup. With a Scotty Barnes? Come on. Don't forget about Scotty. And I doubt many of you have. But I'm not saying these are Courtside Heat's official mock traits. I'm asking you guys. I'm I'm just walking through with you guys. I'm spitballing this coming off the top of my brain. And some may be more leaning towards one team than the other in terms in terms of fairness, but I'm just asking you guys, what would you add? What would you subtract? Would you just accept that deal straight up? 
Why? Why are not? I'm just trying to ask all these questions. Would, would the Hornets want to do that? Should the Trailblazers be there? It go. It just. It's just very interesting to me. So no, I'm not saying this is gonna be like the official trade. I'm not saying this is uh Courtside Heat's official trade, mock trade. Not saying that. I'm just spitballing. So I do not want you guys to misconstrued. I don't think you guys will, but I'm just laying the groundwork. I'm laying the hypotheticals because I know how the Hornets operate. I know how teams with top-tier picks operate. And to me, that's just a fact. Whether we agree or disagree does not matter. That's just a plain fact, in my humble opinion. So, the next one I wanted to get to was Bradley Beal. Was Bradley Beal. I asked you guys on the 14th, uh, which was two days ago. That all blends in. But, and you guys were very confident about this. Overwhelmingly confident. When it came out about the Washington Wizards and Brad Bill working on a trade to find a trade together. If the team elects to reset the roster in the near future. I found it very... I saw you guys would have been more loyal to him, to be honest. But no, I asked questions. Should the Wizards trade Brad Beal? I have yes, no, why do that? Do it now. 76% of y'all said yes. 16% of y'all said do it now. 5% of y'all said why do that? 3% of y'all said no. But you guys... You guys... At 92% want him gone. Indefinitely. For the 8% of y'all, that's tough. I I I even I did a video many many many. I, it's probably like a season or two, but it was a long time ago. I, I can't remember. Where I was saying free Brian Beal. Because I'm not the biggest fan of the Wizards. They've been just really, really bad. But it is what it is with the injuries. Just, I'm not going to jump into the Wizards, but they've not been the best at all. At all. So then I asked you guys the question. Would Brad Beal make sense for the Kings to get? This came out yesterday when the Kings were reportedly, or the rumor mill was circulating of, they were interested in Brad Beal. So I asked, would Brad Beal make sense for the Kings to get? This was heavily, heavily in the middle. There was a lot of, I don't want to say division, but there was a clear line of yes and no. Like there was still a lot of determination to be made. And this poll still has some hours to go on it, but... Always on the time of this recording, but I had the answers of yes, no, horrible idea, and finals bound for Sacramento. 39% of y'all said yes. 38% of y'all said no. 15% of y'all said horrible idea. 8% of y'all said finals bound for Sacramento. And I was reading... Some of your guys' trade proposals, and those aren't bad. The one I was thinking about, one I was thinking about, was this. Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, 2026 first rounder, 2023 first rounder, that's just their number 24th pick. And then for Brad Beal. Also, can I just say, if you guys are going to copy my trade, at least, um, I, I don't know, not do it in the same thread. It, it was funny. I saw at least one person, because I was reading through Sean Sharania's um, comment section, because that's where I was interacting from. Because, again, I just want to interact with you guys. I want to get your opinion. But I found it really funny. I go scrolling down a bit, and all of a sudden, I see this one dude 
who has 32,000 views, he took my trade suggestion. And all of a sudden, he's acting like he thought of that. Maybe he did, and it just looks eerily similar. I, I don't know. But I don't care. Doesn't doesn't really bother me. I just found it really funny. I, found, I actually found it really, really funny. But I'm like, really? You couldn't put this somewhere else? You at least could not have swapped some things around because he... I. I I'm assuming it's a he. I I I don't know. I I really aren't, isn't that invested into this person's uh, account, but he she it. I don't care. Um, I think copy my image. Now I don't care, but I just find that really really funny. But I'm happy that people agree. But because I think that could. Oh, I think that could possibly happen. Now, I saw one of your other guys' trade, mock trade idea of being like Kevin Herter, 24th overall pick, 20, and then both of the 2023 second rounders, Richon Holmes, and if I remember say Kevin Herter, for Anthony Gill and Brad Beal. I don't know if Anthony Gill is just to match salaries or just to make sure that both teams are fine, but uh, I, I I don't know why you would get Anthony Gill. To be honest, I have not really heard of Anthony Gill. To He's 30 years old, and no disrespect towards my man Anthony. He made his NBA debut in 2020. Respect. He's 30. He's averaging passes. He played 59 games. Three points, one rebound. Great for him to grind. He's been in the league for three years. He is 30. May play overseas. But yeah. Um, I, I No. So I find those types of things very interesting. But yeah. Um. I could see Malik Monk and Kevin Herter on their way out for Bradley Beal. Because I do see Bradley Beal as an upgrade. If you combine Herter and Monk, to me, that's Bradley Beal. Because Bradley Beal is a lot more. He's a slasher. He, In my opinion, he's a movement shooter. He created his own shot. He gets his teammates involved. Like, he could do the types of things that you would want a franchise player. And he'd go play with the Kings, with De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, with that, with that whole group. With that whole group. So, I don't think, maybe from a death perspective, that, oh, that kind of hurts. I would rather give it up Herder. It was not a bad deal. And your 24th overall pick. And Malik Monk, who's on expire, I would okay. I would give up two shooters, just like catch and shoot movement shooters, for Brad Beal. If, if we're really talking about that, if we're really talking about that, and yeah, I'm just reading your guys's. Um, I've been reading. A lot of you guys' comments. I, I've been doing that a lot. So keep sending in all of your stuff. Trust me. I read it. So if I, even if I don't respond to you guys, trust me. I read all of your guys' stuff. I greatly appreciate it. Just sometimes I get to it. Sometimes I can't. That's why I'm reading them out. Or just read them as I go. It, it helps. So if you guys just have like dead silence during this podcast episode... My apologies, it's just, it's one of those things, you know. But yeah, the Kings are reportedly interested in Brad Beal. I could see Beal playing in California. Playing for Sacramento. I could. That would actually raise good questions of, can Fox and Beal play together? That backcourt would be... That would be a terrifying... I know I was talking about DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Ooh, Fox. What he's emerged to be. What Beal is when healthy. 
Oh my gosh, bro. That would be such a good backcourt. And he's only 29. Bill's only 29. And when healthy, he's some of the best of the best. I know he hasn't been healthy for forever, but when he's healthy and he's playing more than 50 games and he's averaging 30 to 31 points per game, that's special. That's, man, that's just special to me. And that, that's just my opinion. Darren Fox, 25. He's maturing. They play high minutes. They could suit each other. I'm being real with y'all. I think they would. I think they would complement each other in the best way possible because Darren Fox is that combo guard where he's that playmaking player that can. They both are. They're they're eerily similar. Like they would just complement each other because I think they'll both understand understand the roles and just not be selfish. At least that's that's just my opinion. Now I want to I want to get to Suns because this has to do a little bit of the NBA draft, but this just deals with the off season as a whole. So per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, this is what I heard: the Suns are preparing themselves for the reality of DeAndre and staying. The market is quote unquote lean. Um, and they've been struggling to find any deals that is suitable for Phoenix. Look, DA and I have a love-hate relationship. You guys have tuned into my podcast or tuned into my Twitter account. Y'all would know that. But I'm going to make something very, very clear. There's only a select few players I would go out and trade DA. I'm being honest. Do I think that this has been a rocky past two seasons with DA and he underwhelmed significantly this postseason? Yeah, I I do. I really do believe that. Do I believe that he's also not getting a lot of touches and there may be players on that team and I'm not going to name names, but I'll let y'all stew on that for a bit. They don't really like him or they just don't like his energy or personality or just not helping him anymore. Yes and no. Do people start to realize that they found his ceiling? That they may just have to trade him? Yeah, I think so. Do I believe Frank Vogel can help him? And that I sincerely believe when Frank Vogel said that it starts with DA defensively? I do. I think Frank Vogel get a smidge more out of him. Here's the reality, boys and girls. Here's the reality. DeAndre Aiden. I would trade DeAndre if it was last season when Sabonis could have came to his team. And everyone was like, no, DA is much better. Sabonis is more physical. He'll get rebounds. He'll box guys out. He'll play defense. He's actually a real two-way player. He's not afraid. Trust me. The man had his ribs crushed by Draymond Green. Trust me. He knows that way too well. So, if it was a player like DeMontis Bonus, yes. A player like Clint Capella, Yes. People don't remember how good Clint Capella was. I'm just going to be honest. And to each his own. I don't care. But I, I like Clint Capella. Always have. Always will. I also like John Collins. But you're going to need to add Clint Capella. It just hurts for the Phoenix Suns because of how bad DA's trade values tanked. And I, I've been saying this for a long time that... There was going to be some hesitancy in that there was going to be some doubts and there was just going to be like, there's no trade value for him. Like, if his trade value was less than 40, I would actually be surprised. And I'm not just saying that to say, again, 
DA's a fine player. I want more out of him. We're not going to get more out of him. I think this experiment's over. I think this experiment's over. But, 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 if you like to keep him, you let Frank Vogel, David Fitzdale, and Kevin Young try to work their magic, try to unlock something in his basketball brain. I don't think you could. I think he's starting to reach his peak, his ceiling. I think he's hitting his full potential. I think he needs a new team. And if you can't figure it out by the trade on, then you trade him. I also want to say, and this is just a working theory, but do you know how Ben Simmons, and I know, I, I don't like Ben Simmons, but I do feel for the guy. Because when a man's broken and he has no more confidence and there's no one around there picking picking him up to support him, that's tough. You know how he got broken, now he can't shoot, now he can't do anything, now he's just scared? That reminds me of DeAndre. Because you remember in 2021 where he was getting physical rebounds, where he was going up to get that ball like a man or just... Not he wasn't fearful. He he took more shots or more impactful shots. He was just more lively. He was more part of that team. And I don't know if there's like a disconnect, but I don't know if I don't know if he mentally checked out or there's some internal stuff going on. But he's slowly become more fearful. He's become more doubtful. He's lacking confidence in certain areas of his game, and that's not the same da I. Saul in college. That's not the same DA I saw when he came to Phoenix. When the star of Monty. But to be honest, I don't think their relationship got any better as time of post-2021. I think uh, D-Book's relationship with him dwindled. Same with CP's and DA's. This is just a working theory. I'm not saying that's what it is, but if you look it up from 2021 to now, there is a severe disconnect. There's severe doubt and lack of, not passion, but he's not the same DA that they drafted, and he's definitely not the same DA that I was having that incredible regular season, postseason run in 2021 until they got stomped by the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. I just find it very interesting. I think you can make a lot of comparisons. I may make an article about that. I may spend some time after the draft because it's, it's very, very realistic. At least in my opinion, I, I see the similarities. I truly, truly do. And I don't say that about a lot of stuff. But I'm trying to take this from a balanced perspective. Not from an over-analytical or fan perspective. I'm just not. I'm trying to take a more balanced approach. I'm trying to see both sides. And this that's... Those are my feelings right now. Those are my feelings. Uh, right now, guys, we're not going to be seeing a Sixers reunion or our head coach and player reunion. It's being reported by, I believe, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. I believe that's the man that started this all. That the 76ers are not expected to pursue Fred Van Vliet. And I think that's regardless of the James Harden situation. I'm just going to be honest. Because either or can play point guard or shooting guard. The Philly situation right now is just very interesting to me. It, it's just different. It, it, I, and it's not bad different. It's just different. But yeah. So maybe don't expect. Don't expect. The 76ers to offer. Fred Van Vliet a huge contract. I think 
Fred Vliet's contract demands are turning off teams, are deterring them and saying, you know what, we'll get someone cheaper or we'll just stay with the guys that we have. So that to me is also very, very interesting and something that needs to be put into perspective and thought about and be like, okay, and this comes from Fred VanVleet's perspective, do I need to turn down how loud I want my contract to be in terms of dollars? I think I need to take that down a few notches. I think I need to cut off a few million. Also, the Bulls. Last thing for breaking news around the league, now I will be jumping into the topic of the day, which is going to be involving Zion Williamson. The Bulls have been quietly gauging Zach Levine's trade value, but, 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 they are, they, but they aren't desperate to move him, so they will keep a high price tag on him. And there were a lot of rumors where people were like, oh, it's time to break up the core, or this core was actually going to disassemble. And I find that very interesting because I could see it. Lamelo Ball may never play basketball again, or at least meaningful basketball for the Chicago Bulls. Alex Crusoe is who Alex Crusoe is. The Suns could go out and trade from. Has ties to Frank Vogel. I'll talk about that later. But if you think about it, there is a lot of truth to this where the core may just be getting broken up. Vujovich may be on the go. So when it's all said and done, you could be having a completely different team in one to two seasons. But I guess you could say that about a lot of teams who are just struggling right now to keep guys healthy. And I feel bad for Billy Donovan, that front office. I just feel bad for the entire organization because they thought they were making the right moves, and they did. It's just not panning out. Life took a different turn. The universe legit told him to go into a different direction. That is actually pretty sad. I'm not going to lie. But that's what's going on with the Bulls right now. So I don't say anything immediate is going to be happening. I don't even think something long-term is going to happen. I just think that they're quite engaging everything. Sorry about that. They're, they're quietly gauging everything, trying to find his value. And they're like, okay, if it's good enough, then we'll make a run for it. We'll, we'll start filling the calls, and we'll just go from there. That's probably the Chicago Bulls mentality right now. Also, can I just say one thing? Do you guys remember when Jimmy Bauer and Derrick Rose were on the same team? Yeah. What could have been if Derrick Rose never got injured? Can you imagine how many championships or how many good seasons the Bulls would have had? Man, that that's actually pretty interesting to me. Not gonna lie, that's that's pretty interesting. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Now, I want to get to something I've been telling you guys for a very very long time. Zion Williamson, the Pelicans fallout, but this is just taking so many twists and turns, so many twists and turns, honestly, I sometimes can't even wrap my brain around it, I can't keep up with it, it, it is what it is this time. What I do know is, is that the Pelicans have an issue on their hand. They do. The Pelicans have an issue. And the issue must be solved one of two ways. You find common ground, or you just trade the bum. I asked you guys on the 14th, what was that, like a, like a Wednesday? Whenever that came out. I asked you guys, will Zion Williamson actually be traded to the Knicks? I said, yes, no, he's gone, he's staying. 62% of y'all said no to him going to the Knicks. 24% of y'all said yes, I'm going to the Knicks. 8% of you said he's gone regardless. 
And 6% of y'all said that he's staying. I just want to say, I just want to say this. On the Courtside Heat podcast, for years now, and even on Twitter, have I spoken about Zion Williamson not being the guy for New Orleans anymore, and that they didn't want him anymore. I told y'all he would be gone after four or so seasons. He hasn't even played really two full seasons. Heck, even one. I think if you combine all of his games, it goes to like the one season. Not even kidding. I also said that him always being hurt and being his usual Zion self turned the pillows off. It just turned them off. So, there's a lot to be said for what, for what I said. I think I said a lot of valid stuff. And I just want to go for this quick timeline of when reportedly the Pelicans were listening to offers regarding Zion when it came to getting into the top three of this draft. At first, the Pelicans were listening to offers regarding Zion, but not Brand Ingram. That was per Mark Stein. Now, they reported ruling out Zion for any possible trade Unless it is this out-of-this-world type trade. Then, the same night, or same day, that the original news of, Pel- of the Pelican shopping, Zion, rumors came out that Zion wanted to play for a team like the Knicks. And it appeared both sides were done with each other. Honestly, is all of this just a play by the Pelicans to increase his trade value before the draft or during the draft? Or just this offseason in general? Like, I'm trying to figure this out, but this is confusing as heck, man. I don't know what. I don't know what to think anymore. But Zion is not the guy you want to build around. And you're like, why would you want to do that to a 25-year-old who has unlimited potential? A, age doesn't matter when your knees are like 40-year-old knees. B, you can't have unlimited potential when you can't even play a single game without getting injured. Or have extreme load management. So if people are going to make the argument of why would they trade Zion? You know if you trade him to another team, he's going to come back, be healthy, and dominate. And be a top 10 player. See? Hold on, I just want to say something. Oh, I'm sorry, he's 22. Huh. That's actually really sad. I get where you guys coming from because he's averaging 26. He only played three seasons. And he's only played, hold on, 85, like 105, give or take games. In three seasons. Now I'm no math whiz. But, that's 246 games. And if he's only playing 105 games, he missed 141 games. That's almost two seasons. Take that as you will. Take that as you will. Zion Williamson, guys. I need y'all to understand this. He knew his body was going to give out. He knew his knees were not going to be sustainable. He knew the risks. He was just here for the payday. Once he got paid, it was over. Once he got paid, he's like, I'm not playing. I'm going to take my time. I'm not physically there, even though he was cleared by the team. I'm not mentally there. I'm just mentally checking out. He publicly said this. He's quit on his team. You run this through CJ. You run this through Brandon. You try to get good picks. You try to get good get good players. You move on from the bum. You move on from Zion Williamson doing Zion Williamson things. He'll never be healthy. I told you guys, give him four or so seasons. He was going to be a problem for the Pelicans. 
he was going to have horrific injuries, he was going to have prolonged knee issues, and he was not going to last more than 10 seasons because of his knee issues. And I was being generous by the 10 seasons, him making double digits. He couldn't even make it to five. Understand that for a second, guys. So, no. I'm not being a loser here when I say Zion Williams in the bum. I'm not being critical when I say Zion Williamson is a liability to his team, offensive, defensively, because he can't be healthy. And everyone was was criticizing the Pelicans for putting in, um, uh, what do you put it, like safety nets, putting in, uh, cautionary provisions. I don't know what you want to call. Them. But conditions, they put conditions in the contract saying, we won't guarantee all this money. Because if you're getting injured, we're taking some of that money away. It's become partially guaranteed. That's fair, he signed the contract. But Zahn still wants to get paid, so he's like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to force my, I'm not going to force their hand. I'm just going to take the money. Because he's not doing this for the team. He's not trying to get better. It's not. I don't know who's telling you this. But I've been calling this out since ESPN and all the major outlets were hyping him up. Couldn't care less for him. I entertained him. I entertained the fact he was going to be first overall. But I saw John Moran was better than him. At least RJ Barrett's healthy and is able to show up. Bad news is he plays for a Knicks team that's ran by Tom Thibodeau. That 2019 NBA draft class became a mess. We have John Moran, who's probably going to have his suspension revealed. His, his suspension was never going to be before the parade or during the NBA Finals. His suspension is probably going to be announced either today, over the weekend, or most definitely come Monday or Tuesday. You know that's going to be the case. You know Adam Silver's going to pay respect to... The teams competing in the NBA Finals and then, of course, the celebration. So you just did not want to disrupt that. You did not want to have controversy. So you're just going to wait it out. That, that that made sense. But truly, that 2019 NBA draft class, the top three picks have been. Like, RJ Barrett, he's starting to pan out, but he's just mediocre. He's just streaky. He's just him. John Morant. One of the best, he's the best shooter in this league. Trust me. The people he hangs around with will tell you that exactly. Then Zion. The only thing Zion is lacing up his sneakers for is to go to a food court. That's the only court he'll be stepping on. It's not me trying to be disrespectful. That's just the truth. That is honestly just the truth, man. Zion Williamson is getting hyped up, but people still believe in his propaganda. Still believe that he can do something. This is all fake. People were trying to rig and trying to hype up the NBA bubble. The NBA did all that he could to try to get Zion in there because they are trying to make him the face. To be the face of the league, you got to be able to play. And to be the face of the league, you have to do something meaningful. And this, I, 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 I have no trade room. Let me see if I made a mock trade for Zion. Because honestly, I can't remember. I want to say... That I did make a mock trade involving Zion. I mean, it was Brandon Ingram. But I started, I, but I started that up. Saying, oh, maybe. Yeah, okay, so it involved the Trailblazers and the Pelicans. I thought the Pelicans could have gone Kevin Knox, the third overall pick, and more importantly, Jeremy Grant. Trading away. Three first-rounders, one of them being the 14th overall pick, and Zion Williams. 
you guys legit lost your mind. Like, you guys lost your mind. It's funny. You guys were legit. Which, you guys were lose your mind. Like, you guys hated the fact that I put that out. And I was just saying as a mock try, I didn't say it was going to happen, but I was testing the waters. I'm like, oh, you guys want some advertising. But it doesn't matter, but I had something like that. I don't know if you guys were in favor or not. I know it was mixed, but uh, honestly, I don't know. I tried to read all those comments, but yeah. Um, You guys either love Zion or you hate Zion. I hate Zion. I've been hating him since 2019. I hate him when he was in Duke. He His personality, his commitment of being healthy and laying off the donuts and going to the gym. And I'm not trying to shame the man for liking food or just being himself. But there's commitments to an organization. There's obligations once you're getting paid a large sum of money. But that's the problem of player-ran leagues, of player-ran associations. If a sport's ran by the players, you turn out like this. You don't see an NFL struggling like this. You definitely don't. I'm just saying, there is a difference between the National Football League and the National Basketball Association. That's just a legit, straight-up fact. So what's going on with Zion right now? I have no idea. At first, they were going to go all in with Zion being traded. Now they're not. They're starting to pull out. They're starting to creep out. They eliminated my guy Brandon Ingram, which makes sense. So honestly, guys, I have no stinking clue what's going to happen. I have no stinking clue. But I think there is a chance that the Pelicans... If offered the right deal, would trade Zion. Would trade Zion in a heartbeat. Because they're done with him. They're done with injuries. They're done with him being a head case. They're just done. And I think the same could be said for Zion. Because I think he wants to be somewhere he's also appreciated. But guys, this is where I'm at right now. I really don't have anything else to say. Um, and yeah. I'm going to be signing off. I'll be seeing you guys Saturday. Brian, remember the podcast comes out every morning, 8 in the morning. If you guys are listening on Twitter, um, follow me, subscribe, however you want to do it. Uh, like, share. So, yeah. This podcast is going to be growing. These takes are going to be growing. I'll be here for the extra coverage, double coverage of the NBA draft. Courtsheat.com, Twitter.com slash Courtsheat. You know where to find me. Peace out, everyone. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back with more hot takes. And I'll be on Twitter like usual. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for sticking for the ride.